Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It didn't make for a pretty viewing over the weekend, nor the stats in the aftermath either as aftermath either as the Black Ferns fell to a third consecutive defeat on the European tour, this time at the hands of France, who dominated the woman in black to finish up winning comprehensively 38-13. So what now for the Black Ferns? With one game remaining on the tour, how can they find some momentum to bring home Jim Kays is a gun rugby journalist and editor of New Zealand Rugby World magazine. He's on the line with us for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Morning, Jim. Yeah, good morning. How are you, mate? Oh, doing well, mate. You just maybe you could give us a call tomorrow and maybe win some money on Baz and Izzy's radio frequencies. <laughs> no one wants that. Oh, what do you have to do? I'm always keen to win money. Ten questions, ten <laughs> questions, and if you get them all right, you win fourteen hundred and seventy-six dollars, mate. How good? Oh, yeah, but I'd probably look like a blooming chimpanzee because I would only get about two of the ten. <laughs> well, that's right. You do better than anyway. the last two pundits. They've got zero. Anyway, uh, give us a take. Oh, well, give us go. a take on the black ferns, mate. Give us your take on the, on the black ferns. I know uh, you're very passionate about it, and so do we. We want to know what's happening. What's going on? Yeah, look, I think the biggest the biggest concern I have for the Black Ferns, fellas, is the lack of noise around the Black Ferns. That, you know, they've suffered three consecutive defeats by record margins, mm. and there just seems to be no noise around them. And, and I, I think that's a real concern when there's apathy around the team. Yeah. And there's, there's an appetite to celebrate when the Black Ferns do well, but when they lose, there's just this sort of almost embarrassed silence, and, and no one wants to talk about it. And... I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, one of them is tradition. We care yep. at this stage more about the All Blacks, just as we do. We care more about the Silver Ferns than the men's netball team. You know, we care more yep. about the Black Caps than we do about the White Ferns. Um, and, and that's tradition. And, and that, that may slowly change, or hopefully it will slowly change as, as the Black Ferns are around for longer and the White Ferns and, and that sort of thing. So there's, there's that. 
I also think that we don't know a lot about the players outside of that, some of the superstars, the Porsche Woodman, the Ruby Tui's, Stacey Fluter, people like that. We don't know a lot about mm. them, so we're, we're unwilling to sort of comment a little bit on what's going on and perhaps why they're not playing as well as they should be because we don't actually know a lot about them. And then I also think there's a real unwillingness, and you know, let's be honest, the, the sports media is a male-dominated industry. And there's a reluctance mm. there, I think, to comment critically on women in sport because you're seen to be sexist. Uh, and, and, and also, I think it's quite hard to find the right language to use sometimes. You know, Izzy, you know yeah. what it's like. Yeah. If you're talking about uh, yeah. uh, rugby players, you talk about their physiques. You guys used to talk all the time about how your skin folds were. And, and, and we talk about yeah. rugby play- men rugby players as big, powerful athletes or you know, looking good and that sort of thing. And there's, there's a real reluctance to have those conversations when you're talking about women. There's no way that you would critique the physique of a Black Ferns prop in the way that we critique the physique of uh, Charlie Farmwina. That, that's just, mm. the, there's no way that you would ever talk about a Black Ferns prop in the same way that we talked about Charlie, who used to turn up at pre-season training a little bit overweight. So I think that whole mm. combination of things factors into why there's not a lot of discussion, debate and critiquing of the backburns when really we should be because they've had three record defeats and there's a World Cup in New Zealand next year that they hope to defend their title at. And, and for me, that is the biggest worry about that team, that no one, I, you know, I said the other day, no one seems to care. There seems to be this general apathy and now we're in the situation where if they win, it's, hey, wonderful, the backburns are great and if they lose, we just all shut up because no one wants to say anything. Mm. Mm, yeah, Jim Baz here, mate. Uh, I guess it's a really fascinating topic because I think I personally feel one of the real strengths of New Zealand sport and why we're able to compete with the bigger resource nations around the globe is because of our introspective um, uh, assessments and, and criticisms of our own respective environments. So without that there, how do we actually allow ourselves to progress in your mind? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you know, again, you, you, you know, I'm sure it's the same for the cricketers and, and the and All Blacks have always said uh, that the public can be, that the public sort of holds it to account. And, and Graham Henry used to say, he loved the fact that people cared so much that they, that they got upset when they lost because that's what drives, that's what drives success. And, you know, I've written down three or four things that I think the All Blacks are doing wrong. Um, and I couldn't write down three or four things about what the Black Ferns are doing wrong because I don't know enough about them. And, and maybe that will change as we see more of them on television uh, with Super Rugby uh, next year. Um, so, yep. you know, I think knowledge is the biggest thing, Ben, but we need to know more about them, don't we? And, and we know a bit about the superstars, and we know a bit about the superstars of the White Ferns and, and that sort of thing, but we don't actually know a lot about all of them. Um, you know, could we honestly name three or four in the Black Ferns Ford pack? I, I know I couldn't, apart from, you know, Les Alder and Alois Blackwell. You, you know, you're struggling after that. Uh, we know the Porsche Woodmans and, and, and the Ruby Tuis, but do we know too many of the others? You know, And, and I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it's a lack of knowledge. And until people invest their emotions and their time in the game, that pressure to perform from the public's not going to come. Mm. I guess then if that's the case, then there, there must be some people with that knowledge. Maybe those people aren't being given the platform to be able to have that say on the on the. Uh, in public as well, and and who would you like to see be given more airspace to be able to voice those those uh, expertise inside the game? Look, I think I think you're right, and and it's whether the 
But again, I don't know where, you know, is there an appetite for former players to come out and be critiquing of, of the Black Ferns now? You know, you guys know how hard that is yourself as, as, as former players oh, yeah. to, to critique your old teammates. You know, how, how mm. difficult is, is that to come out and, and, and be honest in your opinion about what's going, going wrong? I mean, Izzy, I know that from a rugby perspective, you've probably found that quite difficult. Um, you know, do you mm-hmm. really want to say, look, the fullback needs to be so and I know you do, so you're an easy person to, to, to use in this. You, you're, you're strong in your opinions, and that's wonderful. But, but some former players might be able to think, hey, hang on, mate, you just bagged me for not doing A, B, and C. But, you know, uh, and, and that's, I think, in the women's sport, there's a real reluctance to do that to do that too. There's a, There just seems to be a niceness around women's sport that doesn't mm-hmm. lead to a culture of pressure to perform and, and external accountability. I'm sure that within the camp there, there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of criticism, there's a lot of honest conversations and, and a lot of accountability to perform within the squad. Absolutely. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I'm talking about the wider public and the, and the media. There just doesn't seem to be any sort of, you, you know, emotion around it or attachment to the team that is... Mm. That is that is what you want to have. I, I, I'm saying this is disappointing. I, you know, there, there needs to be that emotional attachment with the Blackburns, uh, and there doesn't seem yeah. to be. Certainly, the last few weeks suggest there's not. Mm. Oh, I love that, Jim. I love that you've given, you've opened up the, the thought process here and, and getting a bit more of an understanding. And yeah, right, it is hard, uh, particularly for myself. I know we've got to talk about the All Blacks uh, every single week because they are our team that people are very passionate about and and it is hard but I think it's just ways around it. You're not trying to throw them under the bus but you, you're trying to give little inklings or little little bits of advice that maybe could potentially help them in the long run. But do you, mm. we'll touch on the All Blacks, mate. I know there's some great insights about the Black Ferns and I want to know more about why, why they haven't been able to perform over on the big stage and a lot of questions will be asked. But the All Blacks for you, mate, um, what are those four things you wrote down? Can you share them with us? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. First of all, I think we need we also need a little bit of perspective. They lost to a very good island team. And at the top level, teams mm. are going to win and lose. Yeah. And that's not in any way justifying the performance or anything like that. But they've only had a couple of losses yeah. this year. So we need we do need a little bit of perspective there. Having said that, yeah. I think they've become extremely, extremely one-dimensional. Um, mm. and, and, mate, when you were in that team, you guys were trendsetters. You set. You, you came up with new ways, little, you know, not new, not transforming the game, but new little bits that, that gave you an edge. And I don't see that yeah. happening with the All Blacks now. I don't see them leading the way. And I think a classic example of that is that they've perhaps fallen behind in the skill of the Type 5 compared to some of the other teams. Now, it used to be that yeah. what set the All Blacks apart was the, 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 the Type 5, the fatties, as we used to call them, were lean, mean, hungry machines, very fit, very skillful, mm. could throw cut-out passes, all of that sort of stuff. And I just think that's letting us down a little bit now. I don't think that our props are quite as skillful as some of the other props going around, and I think that's a bit of an issue. And as a result of that, we rely on individual brilliance, you know. When you were watching that game, yeah. you two, and I would have been the same, were you sitting there in the last 10 minutes thinking, come on, Will, come on, Come on, uh, Richie. Yeah, one of you do well. something brilliant. <laughs> you know, you're going. Come yeah, on, one of yeah. you pull something out of the bag here, and and that's <laughs> yeah, that's got us out of jail before. It's got the All Blacks out of jail before, but it didn't this time. And I think if we rely on individual brilliance, if the All Blacks are just saying, "Well, we've got brilliant players who are going to pull one out," you know, that's not going to work. We seem to be 
one-off runners, is he? One-off runner, and then and, mm. and the opposition can tackle that till the cows come home, you know? It just doesn't seem to be yeah. any sort of something that makes you go, whoa, man, that is great. And I have to say, I think that's coaching. I don't think that they're particularly well coached at the moment. Mm. Fascinating. That's a great little... Uh little segue into my next question mate so so do you what what are the changes what are the changes that you feel um the all blacks need to what? need to make and there's been a lot of questions asked of um of the coaching staff and, and a lot of texts coming through about the coaching and and the way that they're playing and you're being spot on it with your with your assessment but what are the changes what would you like to see the all blacks do well, they're not going to change the coach. That's, that's just something that doesn't happen in New Zealand rugby. We've got two more years of Ian Foster, uh, and we're just going to have to get him, get him behind that. You know, I think they made the wrong decision when they didn't appoint Razor way back. But, hey, that's water under a bridge, and as I say, that's not going to change. But, but they need to bring someone into that environment who can provide them with fresh ideas, both in attack, uh, not so much defence. I mean, they've tackled their hearts out on, on the weekend. I don't think there's probably been a better defensive effort by any team, you know. If, uh, you, you look at the way Ireland played, they would have put 30, 40 points on most other teams. But we, mm. the All Blacks just don't seem to be inventive on attack. They don't seem to be changing things much on attack and doing, you know, leading the, leading the world on attack anymore. So they need to do something there, whether that's bringing someone in, uh, you know... <laughs> We can't always go back to Wayne Smith, but they need to find that sort of a person in there who can provide something different on attack. I also think we're very skinny in the midfield. And will Roger Tuivasa-Shek make a difference? Will he show Mm. in Super Rugby that he deserves to be an All Black? Will he be a second five centre in rugby? And can he provide the X factor that we're looking for in terms of the attack? I I don't know. The only rugby I've seen him play was as a schoolboy, so none Mm. of us know, but maybe uh, that's something that could change for the All Blacks is is Roger Tuvansic because they are very, very skinny, I think, in the midfield. Interesting. That's a little food for thought down the line, that's for sure. Jim, mate, we really appreciate your your thoughts and some quite uh, delicate topics as well, so we appreciate you putting your hand up and, and bringing those to the fore as well, and we'll hope to try and get a few answers um, in time, as I'm sure you will in your own industry as well. But thanks heaps for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Jim, we really appreciate it, mate. No worries, fellas. Always enjoyed it. You guys have a fantastic day. Good man. That is Jim Kay's fascinating questions there. Fascinating questions. We're going to dive into that a little bit later on, I think, and we'll get some Text flying in and maybe take some calls on the Kennard's Hire phone line as well on 0800 150 Don't forget to send us a text on double eight double three. It's 8.21 in the morning. Now the question, or I have a question for us is, for Baz and Izzy's Radio Frequencies quiz tomorrow, who coached the All-Whites to their first World Cup in 1982? Who coached the All-Whites to their first World Cup in 1982? The answer... John Adsed. John Adsed. Reed, if you're listening and you get that far, Write another crack at the title. John <laughs> Adsed. Okay, 8.22 in the morning. It's uh, We're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.